0: Welcome in, everyone. I am Robertson Byer of Phantom Sports, and sitting virtually across from me, as always, is Ben Parker. How are we doing tonight, Ben? I'm doing
1: excellent. I I am so excited to be back here again tonight. Uh, Excellent week of football behind us and ahead of us, I think. Thank you to everybody for listening. Uh, Robertson, I'm excited, man.
0: Yes, we are the odds-on favorites. Uh, As you said, Ben, it was a great Week 10. Um, let's just get right into it the games that we covered last week um We'll start with the probably the game what some people are considering game of the year um with the catch of maybe NFL history uh the bills and the Vikings what didn't that game have then I mean there was there was just chaos all over the place and'll I'll just say that any game that the bills, play anymore it just seems like there's some sort of chaos and that could either be positive Josh Allen or negative Josh Allen but either way it's just chaos either way and it's, it's it's very entertaining
1: it's fantastic you know get get the popcorn get the chicken wings get whatever it is you like to drink and just settle in by the way I think we haven't talked about this much but I think the playoffs are going to be insane this year oh yeah um unless one team and you never know this can happen unless one team just turns up the heat and gets freaking hot all of a sudden and just boat races everyone unless that happens we haven't seen it yet i think the playoffs are going to be insane because the the regular season has been full of surprises i think the playoffs are going to be fantastic but you mentioned this game you know the bills were killing the vikings in the first half i think it was 27 to 10 at one point early third quarter and then all of a sudden dalvin cook 81 yards and and then then the craziness kicks in <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the game, you mentioned it, just insane. I, I mean, good gosh, the catch, the the fumble on the goal line, the decisions that were being made. It fantastic game. Uh, the Bills scuffling a little bit past couple of weeks. The Vikings continued to impress. But keep this in mind. You know, the Vikings in the first half there, Kirk Cousins had two picks, and he's sitting over there on the sidelines at a twenty-seven to ten deficit, and you're starting to think, yeah. This is why we don't trust Minnesota, because he's going to Kirk Cousins this thing again. And it's a fair question to ask, you know, if the Bills defender bats that ball down, yeah. do we feel different about the Vikings today? Or if Dalvin Cook doesn't pop an 81-yard touchdown, do we feel different about the Vikings today? But here we are. The Vikings are 8-1. The Bills have question marks now. It's a fascinating league we're in right now.
0: It is. And something that aggravates me, It and you kind of – you kind of did it there a little bit. Um, well, if this happened, then, you know, things would be different. Well, obviously. I mean, we're going to talk about this game later. Like last night with the Eagles and Commanders, like, oh, well, if that face mask was called, then, you know, we're it, it's a totally different game. Well, yeah. If Josh Allen doesn't fumble on the goal line, then obviously it's a totally different game. The, the thing about it is teams make mistakes all the time. It's if the opposite team capitalizes on the mistakes. How many times have we seen a star quarterback make an errant throw, but it hits the DB right in the hands and he drops it? You know, like those kind of – it's whether the defense or the offense, for that matter, capitalizes on those things. I I don't really like it when people say, oh, well, if that just happened, then we'd be talking about a different story here. Well, yeah, of course. But it's whether the team can capitalize it capitalize on it or not so that's just my my little rant for the season
1: it's a fair point and I do the ifs all the time because the, the real point behind the ifs is this there are razor thin margins in the NFL right now mm-hmm. and one play this way or that way is determining a lot of these games you you could go back through most of these teams schedules and find ways that they could be seven and three instead of three and seven the Jacksonville Jaguars fall into that category you could find the opposite as well. We are dealing with razor-thin margins right now on a lot of these NFL games.
0: Yeah, the Vikings are prime candidates. They've been in one-score games, I think, the entire year. It's been like an unprecedented amount of games that they've been in one-scores and winning them. So we're going to get into that a little bit later. But uh, let's move on to the next game that we covered last week. It was the first game in Germany ever that the NFL has had in Germany. It was the uh, Seahawks and Buccaneers. I hate to say it. Juno Smith came crashing down into Earth. He's not fully down on Earth yet, Ben. He, he's he's somewhere in the stratosphere. Um, you know he, he he's not. You know, you can you can see him starting to come down a little bit, which is slightly disappointing for me because I really thought that the Seahawks were going to win this game, um, but I think that game last week, uh, from from Tom Brady that that final drive to beat the. Oh, Who were they? I think it was the Rams. Yeah, it was the Rams. That final final drive, I think that lit a fire in him. And I think the Buccaneers are back on track now. I don't want to speak too soon. I don't want to jinx them or anything. But I think they're back on track, Ben.
1: We mentioned last week, and we say this all the time, this is cliche, but you don't consistently win money betting against Brady. And all I heard last week was how Seattle was having fun in Germany and the Buccaneers looked all tight. And how Pete Carroll was having fun in Germany. And the Buccaneers looked all tight. And the Buccaneers defense was going south instead of north. And and Geno Smith was just going to kind of stroll in here. And, and, you know, it was going to be nailing the coffin. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> the Seahawks can't score for three quarters, three and a half quarters, something like that. It was three and a half quarters. They really couldn't score a thing. Credit to them for working their way back in the game. But the Buccaneers defense looked a little better. They were able to run the ball a little bit. Brady's able to, all of a sudden, now it has got a little bit to work with. It loosens up the receivers a little bit. And and you see some glimpses, at least, of the Buccaneers team that we all thought we would see in the preseason, right? So Buccaneers trending up a little bit. Maybe Geno Smith and Seahawks trending down a little bit. There's not a lot of difference between these two teams, but Tampa Bay dominated this game for a long time. I'll ask you, moving forward, which team do you feel better about here?
0: Oh... I'm not I'm not going to abandon my Seahawks take from last week, if I think it was. I do I did think that they were going to have a very good chance of winning 10, 11, 12 even uh, games uh, this season. However, do I feel better about the Seahawks over the Buccaneers? I don't. I feel better about the Buccaneers simply because of Tom Brady. You let a fire under him and it all bets are off. You know, like he, he's going to go scorched earth on everybody. And the, will the Seahawks end, end up uh the Seahawks end up with a better record than the Buccaneers? I don't know, but it's gonna be close. But I, I, I like the Buccaneers because of Brady, and that's no slight on Geno Smith. That's no slight on the Seahawks. I just I'm I see what I see, you know? I'm seeing the Buccaneers regain the confidence that they haven't had yet this season that maybe carried over from last season. So I'm seeing that coming back in Brady and in the offense. I would, I would take the Buccaneers.
1: Yeah. And I think a lot of people would at the moment, good news for the Seahawks. Nobody wants to go into a bye week with a loss, but they do get some time to rest. They don't play until four o'clock Sunday after Thanksgiving. And Oh, by the way, they're at home against the Raiders. So the good things are still to come. I think for Seattle, <laughs> I don't think they're going anywhere.
0: I don't think so either. Um, like that's that's a that's a very good game to come out of a bye week on at least exactly that's what we're seeing <laughs> so <laughs> uh next game that we covered was uh Dolphins the Browns uh Tua just keeps making uh the case that he should be in the MVP conversation and you know another game where he just looks fantastic um the Browns don't look good but you know it's You know, it's the Browns. We didn't really expect much out of them, you know, without Sean Watson there. I'm just very impressed with Tua. I don't think I'm overreacting. Ben, do you think that's an overreaction whatsoever? And is Tua behind Patrick Mahomes, like literally right behind Patrick Mahomes in terms of MVP?
1: I I don't think he's quite that close, but you're not overreacting when you say Tua's having a heck of a season. Uh, let me say something I got right before I tell you how wrong I got this game. This was a good week for me. I went three and two against the spread. So I, I'm celebrating that. In fact, I beat Vegas, who went two and three in the same set of games at the time we had the line. So um, Flex on them.
0: Flex on them. Ben. Yes,
1: absolutely. So I'm going to celebrate, do my little victory dance. You know, hooray for Ben. But this was a game I got dreadfully wrong, and so did Vegas. A lot of people – I mean, I mean, Vegas got this one right in terms of the Dolphins winning. But the Dolphins won by a whole heck of a lot more than anybody thought. A lot of people, myself included, thought the Browns could actually just win this game straight up. And they didn't. Here's what I like about the Dolphins. The Dolphins, for the first time this season, look like they can actually physically run the football on teams. Now, the Browns don't have a dominant defense, but they have a pretty decent defense. It, it, it's middle of the road this year. And yet the Dolphins were consistently able to run the football on them. This is the first time we've seen Miami physically do this in a long time, actually with Wilson back there and Mostert back there at the running back spot. And then you mentioned Tua. Tua looks amazing. Tua had a concussion that looked like he could barely walk twice, two weeks in a row. He's out for two or three weeks, and he comes back, and he's after one game, basically, he's on fire again. So, yeah, he absolutely de- deserves to be in this MVP conversation. I'd love to see him win the darn thing or Geno Smith. He is lighting it up, and, and now you can run the football. And now you're smoking teams like the Browns. The Browns aren't a bad team. We, we watched the Browns smoke the, the Bengals a few weeks ago. Yep. We've watched the Browns compete with a lot of teams. Miami comes in and just smokes them. So I'm impressed with the Dolphins. You're all over it. You're exactly right. I'll kick it back over to you here. Dolphins moving forward. How many teams in the AFC, if I give you the contenders list, you actually think the Dolphins are better than right now? Um, let's say the Bills, the Ravens, the, the Chiefs, uh, uh, the Jets, the the Patriots, uh, et cetera. How many teams do you think they're actually better than at the moment?
0: I think they are the third best team in the AFC behind the Chiefs and the Bills. I want to say at the moment the the Dolphins have the edge over the Bills, but just roster-wise – you know, if you, you're just comparing the two, give me the Bills over the Dolphins now. Obviously, once we get to the playoffs, I think obviously both teams are gonna make it. I don't know who I would take. It's gonna depend do the Dolph are the Dolphins playing at home or are they playing in Buffalo? You know, I, I saw some stat where um the Dolphins like only have like one win over the past two seasons when the uh the temperature is below uh I think it was like forty degrees. I don't know if that's significant or not. I I don't I don't really like those kind of stats. To me, they're kind of fluky a little bit. There's more factors that are into that. No. i I would take i I would take the Bills right now, but I, it wouldn't surprise me, especially if they can keep the run game going, and if Tua keeps playing the way he is, which I don't see that stopping anytime soon. I would. I would probably lean towards the Dolphins, honestly. Like, this is a hard team to beat. They're going to be a tough out in in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, totally agree. At the moment, I would still take the Bills and Chiefs over Miami, but I've got Miami just a hair behind them and kind of sitting right right there with Baltimore. If they can run the football, I think they can win almost anywhere. Um, Some of these defenses they're playing against are not dominant against the run. And then if you've got them sucked into stopping the run, all of a sudden you can pop-pop to those tracks track receivers you've got sitting out there even if you're not throwing to them the whole game all it takes is a couple of pass plays and boom uh, total total different game here we, we got to get to it now I, I i'm sure you were saving it for last but i got to go ahead and ask you here the commanders on monday night football your beloved commanders smoked the philadelphia eagles the undefeated rival hated Philadelphia Eagles, who were 11-point favorites at, at one point. I don't know what it was at game time, but when we talked about it last week, 11-point yep. favorites, mm-hmm. uh, go ahead and talk about uh, your commandership.
0: I thought they were doomed. I thought they were doomed last week. I said that. I was like, this is going to be a potential bloodbath. I said, I think I believe, I said that uh, the Eagles would like beat us by a lot more than 11 points. I did not expect us to run the ball 49 times. 49 times. There are some teams that don't get off 49 plays in a game. We ran the ball 49 times. We had 80-some, I think it was 81 total plays. We dominated the time of possession. 40 minutes to less than 20 for for the Eagles. That is, I have not, and I don't have the best memory, I don't recall seeing a game in which a team does not have a an overly uh, um impressive offense with, you know, a, a subpar offensive line and backs that are like middle of the pack. Antonio Gibson is a nice back. I don't think he's top 10, definitely not top five. Brian Robinson is still a rookie, still trying to make his way into this league is, you know, he, he was out the first five or six weeks you know this is only his this was only his fourth or fifth game he's still trying to get into the pro flow you know like he, he he's not that impressive yet and these two backs averaged three yards per carry about each but it didn't matter because they just kept it was like situational stuff you look at the stats and it's like oh only three yards of carry that's not very good but they would get, like, these these four or five-yard runs on first and second down, and then on third, it would be third and one, like, five or six different times, and they had goal line situations, and that's what brought the average down. And Taylor Heineke was not all that impressive. I'm just going to say that. He was not that impressive. I love Taylor Heineke. I, I love the dude. He's amazing. And the defense wasn't all that impressive either, like, the Eagles only had the ball for 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 twenty some minutes, and they scored twenty one points. I mean, we created turnovers, which was I don't you can call that, you know, the refs being blind, the Eagles having bad luck. You can call that a lot of things. I was not overly impressed with our performance yesterday, which sounds crazy, but just as looking at it as a whole, like it was impressive the time of possession, like just us consistently running the ball. And I I don't think I've ever seen anything like that where, I mean, I don't know, Ben, am I crazy? I was not overly impressed with our offense yesterday or, or the defense really. I mean, the, the turnovers, yes, they came at timely moments, but I didn't think we were overly dominant. I mean, it was still a one score game going into the fourth quarter, even with all that, all that dominance.
1: No, you're not wrong, but listen, the the commanders have a decent roster. The Mm -hmm. the offensive weapons that they have are in the upper probably eight of the league. They have offensive weapons all over the place, running backs, wide receivers, et cetera. They have a quarterback who's confident, doesn't mind trying stuff. He's not a turnover machine most weeks. Some weeks he can throw for yardage, some weeks not. But, I mean, hey, happy with Heineke, right? Absolutely. And the defense, much maligned, but yet they're in there making plays. They're not the worst defense. They're not the Detroit Lions defense. They're no. in there competing, making plays. It's a huge difference. And, and the Eagles looked a little sloppy coming off the bye week, right? I think they were on a bye week the week before. They had a lot of momentum. So I I, I, I think coming off the bye week maybe wasn't the greatest thing for them. But we'll, we'll see about the Eagles moving forward. One thing to note coming out of this game for the Eagles, Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard I hope I'm saying that name right. I apologize if I'm yep. not. He's injured, still waiting to see, last I heard, if that's going to be season-ending or not, if that's just going to be for a few weeks. But the Eagles have been one of the healthiest teams in the NFL this year by far. Them and the Chiefs have been right up there at the top. They've also been the most consistent teams this year. Everybody else has been dealing with injuries, and so now we'll start to see at a certain point, you know the injuries are coming for the Eagles and the Chiefs too. We'll see how they start to look as injuries hit them as well, and they have to deal with what everybody else has been dealing with this year too. How do you feel about the Commanders' playoff spots, playoff position right now? Five and five, they just beat the yep. last undefeated team in the NFL. What do you think?
0: They have the recipe for success, you know. If you don't let the opposing offense on the field, then <laughs> <laughs>
1: if the That's other team can't. Yes. Yeah,
0: <laughs> if the other team can't score. Then, you know, what, what are you to do? Um, so there's there's a bit of controversy right now. Wow. A commander's controversy. Wow. Who would have thought? Um, Who would have thought? <laughs> yeah. Carson Wentz is coming off IR, supposedly. I mean, he's eligible to come off IR. Um, Ron Rivera said today that he has not made a decision because he doesn't know the full extent of Carson Wentz's medicals. I think that Ron Rivera would be absolutely insane to bench Heineke. He was 3-1 this season. And I looked this up this morning because... Look, I've said this before. Taylor Heineke is, at best, a very low-end starter. He is uh, limited in his arm strength. Uh, He's a questionable decision-maker. But the dude has guts. He has moxie. And he just has that it fact. He he has started 19 regular season games for the Commanders. He has a winning record. He's 10-9. And that's not like, you know, it's it's around 500. But do you know how many quarterbacks have had a winning record if they've started at least 16 games? Do you know how many quarterbacks that we've had in our franchise that have done that?
1: I don't. I'm sure it's a low number, though.
0: (laughs) It's a low number. I think in total it's like seven. But since Brad Johnson, we have had two. And that was late nineties, early, very early two thousands, and that is Taylor Heineke and Alex Smith. Those are the two quarterbacks that I've had that have a winning record since Brad Johnson. Okay, so you cannot bench Heineke. The team rallies took- around him, and it that they're they're winning. You don't mess that up. I don't care how much, uh, how much better talent wise Wentz is than Heineke. You can't bench him.
1: In this case, I agree. Now, there there are sometimes, like in Dallas, uh, as soon as Prescott comes back, I'm going with Prescott. There's just no question there for me. In this case, yes, I agree. I think Wentz has a higher ceiling than Heineke. I think his talent level is higher, but but by the time you factor in the inconsistency that we've seen from Wentz the past few seasons, Heineke's winning. You just mentioned it; they have won four of their last five games. They had a loss to the Vikings by three points sandwiched in there, and even before that, they had a four-point loss to the Titans. I mean, why would you switch out quarterbacks? To me, it's a non-starter here. It's non-controversy. Heineke reminds me a lot, actually, of Ryan Fitzpatrick. Maybe you don't want to go into the season with him as your planned starter if you think you can do better. But this guy sure is nice to have around when what you thought was your top guy goes down. In this case, I think he's more consistent and gives your team a lot better hope than Carson Wentz does on your average week. Um, Wentz's top-end talent notwithstanding.
0: What do you think of our playoff chances?
1: I think they're very good, and here's why. Um, Not only – this is the time of year where you start to see teams trend, right? Um, A lot of secrets are being revealed now. A lot of teams know what each other can do. Washington is trending. I mentioned four out of five. Here's their schedule. They have at the Texans. Texans are the worst, most untalked-about team in football right now. Then they have the Falcons coming in. Scrappy but still beatable, right? Then you have back-to-back games with the Giants. The Giants – I think the Giants are better than Washington, but the Giants are not unbeatable. They play a lot of games that are close. Vegas knows that. I think you could split those two. Then you have at the 49ers, probably not going to win that one. But then you end it with the Browns and the Cowboys. That's not a brutal schedule. That's a very manageable schedule for a team that's trending upward and hopefully a team that knows what it's doing now. They kind of didn't have a whole lot of identity in the first four weeks of the season. They seem to look a lot better. I think they have a good probably 50-50 chance of playoffs here Um, there's no reason to think that they couldn't, um, to to be honest. There's no glaring uh, weakness at the moment that's just saying, hey, there's no way you can compete. Obviously, they can't compete. They're sitting at five and five, and they are trending upward. So I I, I like the commander's chances here. Let's move on to the last game that we did last week. Very quickly, we won't dwell on this for long, 49ers, Chargers. Technically, I missed this one. Um, I uh, I said that the 49ers would win by more than seven. 49ers actually did not look very good in this game. Chargers <laughs> led for a lot, but yeah. then in the second half, the 49ers just kind of muscled up, shut the Chargers down on offense. Did enough on on, on offense themselves to uh, to kind of pull out this win. So good win for the 49ers, but not super impressive against the Chargers team that has a million and three injuries. So yeah. what were your impressions here coming off of this
0: game? Um. It was interesting because they kind of flipped the script on themselves. The 49ers are very much a first-half team. Um, they kind of get out to a, a lead in the in the first half, and then the second half they just kind of take the ball out of Jimmy G's hands because they're like, nope, you're not screwing this up for us, and you know we're just going to run the ball and play defense, and we're going to take the win home. I think that was important, even though it wasn't a very impressive win because they know that they can come out in the second half and you know, come back and and keep the opposing team. Granted, the Chargers are kind of a mess right now, but they are still are a din- dynamic offense, and it was a confidence boost, I think. So, granted, it wasn't impressive. I still think it was. It was. It was. You know, these wins. You know, you can say, "Oh, that's a bad win," or that was like, "Yeah, that was kind of shaky." A win's a win. I think they should be happy with it. There's obviously things to work on for them, but I, I would be happy if I'm a 49er fan. I'm still on them. I still think they're contenders. Um, I think they're going to be an NFC Championship game at the very least. I don't think they have anything to worry about.
1: Vegas agrees with you. They love the 49ers. A lot of people do right now. Them getting healthier and having Christian McCaffrey back in the, back in the, uh, back in the fold makes a big difference. I will point out, the Chargers were missing their two best receivers during this game. Didn't even have them. Still managed to make this a close game here with San Francisco. But we'll see. San Francisco's got some new parts there. We'll see what they can kind of put together here as the season moves along.
0: Hello, this is Simon Short of the Phantom Football Podcast, part of the Phantom Podcast family. Every Tuesday, join me, Benjamin Parker, and Ronan
1: Summers as we react to and analyze every game, piece of news, and trend across the NFL. Listen, subscribe, rate, and review the Phantom Football Podcast on Apple and Spotify. Follow the Phantom Football Podcast on Twitter at PhantomFootball and email the show at PhantomFootballPod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.
0: For all of your Northwest sports needs, check out NorthwestSportsDesk.com an up-and-coming sports blog based out of the Northwest, and a partner of Phantom Sports Industries. Okay, before we get into our Week 11 matchups, we're going to add a little something to the show here. Um, rather, Ben's going to add a little something to the show here. Um, for all you nerds out there, you're going to love this. Um, I certainly love the love the idea of this. Uh so Ben, why don't you just take it away from there?
1: Yeah, I've got my nerd card out here. So like you said, anybody who, who loves this kind of stuff is gonna love this too. Um some people spend money when they bet, right? Some people spend US dollars, some people spend currency, like uh, you know, some of the cryptocurrency and stuff. Some people talk about spending units, you know, it's just code for something something else. I'm spending imperial credits. So I've got a whole <laughs> pile here of Imperial credits from the uh, from the Galactic Empire, the Galactic Republic. I don't know if it's going to work uh, at my local grocery store, but it's <laughs> going to work here. So as a way of showing my, my confidence in my picks or lack thereof, I'll be spending credits on some of these picks that I do and uh, spending nothing on some of the other picks where I think the games are closer. So for all of you Star Wars fans, um, you can totally relate. For those of you who don't like Star Wars or don't even know what it's all about, We apologize, but uh, I just couldn't resist.
0: Guys, pretty much what Ben is saying is he has unlimited power. (laughs) That's exactly right. (laughs) May
1: the force be with all of you.
0: Yes, sir. All right, so let's get into our first matchup that we're going to cover in week 11. Um, We just finished talking about him a couple minutes ago. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles at the Indianapolis Colts, Jeff Saturday for as controversial as the hire was, he won his first game against the team. He trashed a couple weeks previous. Um, I think the Eagles are going to be a little, uh, uh, pissed off in this game, uh, just because of how the game against the commanders went, but maybe Jeff Saturday has this team rolling. He put Matt Ryan back into the, into the starting lineup. Um, the Colts are six and a half point underdogs at home. They're really begging you to buy that half point for the Eagles. Um I would be kind of leaning for the Colts to cover in this game, even at six and a half. Um Ben, what are you what are you thinking here? Can Jeff Saturday keep this uh this this one game win streak going to two? Can we can we make it a two game win streak with a coach with no experience?
1: Yeah, yeah they can i'm not picking them to do that okay i'm gonna i'm gonna pick the eagles to uh to win and cover here I'm not putting any credits on this so vote of confidence <laughs> here is zero not staking any real currency on this but'm I'm, I'm leaning eagles to cover the eagles are still the better team I, I i don't think there's any argument about that but the colts can win more games matter of fact the way the season has been, I would have picked the Colts to win some games during the second half, even if they had Sam Ellinger at quarterback. And the reason for that is they can run the football and they have some decent pieces of defense. And we've seen a lot of teams this year. We've never seen a year like this. We've seen a lot of teams this year where the quarterback throws for about 100 yards and the team still wins. Not once or twice. We've seen this several times. So it, it wasn't that the Colts were playing such a brutal schedule they couldn't pick up a win or two anyway. The Colts could conceivably win this game but I'm not going to pick them to do that. I'm going to pick the Eagles to win straight up and to, and to cover here the six and a half. But, you know, don't be surprised here. Uh, that's one reason I wouldn't put any money on this game necessarily is, uh, I, I, you know, we, we're not quite sure what version of the Colts we're getting. How about
0: you? Um, Before I get to that, does the injury of Shaq Leonard, and granted he's been off and on this year as far as injuries go, but I think he's been ruled out for the rest of the season. Does that impact your prediction at all?
1: It, not for me personally. And, again, you mentioned that he's been kind of off and on this year. Even when he's on the field, he, you can tell he's not his normal self. So it, it does not impact me a lot there. Um, if he had been full force this year and then all of a sudden just flipped, gone, then it would have changed it a, a fair amount. But he, he just hasn't been there in his normal way at all this year. So for me personally, no.
0: Um, I'm – I'm leaning I don't think that the Colts are going to win this game but I will take them to cover Matt Ryan he didn't look super impressive last week but I think I think he can start to look a little bit better I still believe in him despite uh the horrible season that he's had to this point um maybe he can turn things around maybe we'll he'll have some more freedom in this offense since there's really no one of, you know, any substantial, you know, experience calling plays, if any at all. So maybe he has some free reign there that we don't know about. Um, you know, I think he's an intelligent quarterback. I don't think he would, you know, lead the offense astray. really. You know, I, I think he'd be competent enough to call his own shots. I'll take him to cover here. Um, I like I think they're going to play with some grit, with some toughness. Um you can run on this defense, especially if Jordan Davis isn't back for the Eagles. Uh, commanders made that evident. The Texans the week before made that evident. And they you're facing arguably a top five back, maybe even the best back in football and Jonathan Taylor. So can the Colts play ball control enough to keep it uh, within a touchdown? I think so.
1: Yeah, you, you've hit the nail on the head, and that's the one reason I'm not pl- placing anything on this game. If we if we had played this game in the preseason, we would have probably said the Colts by a hair, but it would have been very close. So we don't know what version of the Colts we're getting, but you mentioned that the Eagles haven't shown that they can stop the other teams from running the football. And the Colts last year and last week are very good at running the football when they've got their act together. So so we'll see. But, yeah, I, I can totally, totally buy what you're selling there. I'm going to go out of turn here. I'm going to skip ahead to another game that I really want to get your opinion on here. That's the Bears at the Falcons, okay? The Mm -hmm. Falcons at home, minus three. They are the favorite, but they're trending downward a little bit. Uh, Some of that scrappiness is starting to wear off. People are starting to figure out Mariota can't really throw the football a whole heck of a lot. The Bears, not a good record, but they're trending upward. That offense is looking pretty good. The defense is looking just as bad. But the offense could score points all of a sudden. So where are you at here on Bears at Falcons?
0: Just talking about the actual line itself for a second, I think by the time we hit Friday or Saturday, I think this line's going to be two, maybe even one and a half, because I think there's going to be a lot of public action on the Bears because of Justin Fields and how well he's been playing over the past month or so. And it hasn't translated into wins, and I think that, you know, the public's gonna view this as okay, this is the this is the Bears time to finally get their win. The as you said, the Falcons are on a downward trend here. They're you know, this is their this is the Bears time, this is Justin Fields' time to really show it. Um and I'm gonna agree with the public. I don't usually like going with the public money, but um I'll 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 say that Justin Fields is gonna pull this one out. Um I think it's gonna be a pretty convincing win too for them, and not that the Falcons are a bad team. I don't think they are. I actually like them based on their second half schedule, but you know, I I am going to roll with the Bears here. I'm going to roll with Justin Fields. I think that we're going to finally start to see some of the some success in terms of of wins, not just in the in the box score.
1: This is fascinating. I'm going to come out on the flip side of this, but again, the margin of error here in these games is so thin. I'm I'm yeah. buying what you're selling right there. Absolutely. Because Justin Fields is starting to turn it on. Looks like the Bears coaching staff, minus two of their best defensive players that they got rid of, is starting to develop an identity here. Um, they start to know what they want to do here. It's starting to show up in the results of the games here. I'm gonna say this if the Falcons can run the football, and I, I think that's a that's the big question. If the Falcons can run the football on this Bears defense, then I think they can slow the game down a little bit, and I think they can control the clock against that bad Bears defense, and I think that they can win this game. Not by a lot. I'm going to take the Falcons with the three at home. It's a miserable Bears defense. It's not quite as bad as the Lions, but it's pretty bad. They got a lot of problems there, including stopping the run game. I think Justin Fields gets a couple of big plays in this game. I don't think there's any question about that, but this game could go either way. I'm willing to put one credit down here on the Falcons because that is the question. Can the Falcons run the football when they do? They've tended toward wins or almost winning when they can't. That's when they tend to lose. So I'm going to say here because of the bad Bears defense, I think the Falcons can run the football, and that's why I'm going to pick the Falcons. But, again, lots of random results here this year. Um, Don't put a whole bunch of money on this game. If if you like the Bears or the Falcons, either one, put a little bit on there. Don't dump dump the house payment on this, okay?
0: (laughs) Something I want to get your opinion on really quick because over the course of these – 10 going on 11 weeks, we've battled back and forth on over-unders. The over-under on this game is 50. That's pretty high for an NFL game, Um, especially this season where scoring has generally been down. Um, How do you like that, that over-under there?
1: I'll say this. Even if the Falcons can run the football and slow the game down, I still might take the over because if the Falcons are leading in the third quarter – The Bears are just going to open up the offense and they're probably going to score some points because the Falcons defense isn't great either. I think you have two pretty bad defenses with two offenses that at least have the capability of putting up some big plays pretty quickly. The the Falcons, even though they're not a great offense, they have guys who can score the football. Uh, They they absolutely do, especially on a bad Bears defense. So my my success rate on over-unders has been horrible this year. I'll, I'll, I'll let the audience in on that. It's been terrible. But I'm tempted to take the over here because the Bears' defense is dreadful. They continue to give up 30 points a week the past few weeks. And the Falcons' defense isn't a whole lot better going up against Justin Fields, who who we know can score 60-yard touchdowns with his feet against yeah. decent defenses. Uh, hey, so I, I kind of like the over here.
0: Mariota can do that, too. We've seen it. And I'm a Mariota yes. fan, and for, yes. for my own selfish uh, – Sake here for my team's sake. I hope Mariota does very well that way. The following week, week 12, we don't see Desmond Ritter and we don't have any plan for him. And I really like Desmond Ritter, so I'm hoping Mariota lasts at least another week and a half. Um, getting to a game that I know you have a lot to say about. Um, the Cowboys at the Vikings. Um, Cowboys are one point favorites going to Minnesota. Despite the Packers or sorry, despite the Cowboys losing to the Packers and the Vikings beating the Buffalo Bills. That is a very weird line here because typically at home, Vegas gives the home team a three point like cushion per se. They give them three points at home. So they Vegas is pretty much saying it's four points the other way to, to, to the Cowboys. This is this is strange. I don't know what Vegas knows. I don't know what they're doing here. I think they're trying to get people to bite on the Vikings, and they just still don't trust Kirk Cousins. But honestly, I don't trust ah, excuse me. I don't trust Dak Prescott right now either. He hasn't played terribly, but I don't think he's played great either. He's had some moments. I have my doubts about both quarterbacks to be careful with you, I will. I will not trust Kirk Cousins until he makes me trust him. Otherwise, um, I'll, I'll let you talk now because I know you have a lot to say about this. Um, go on ahead there, Ben. Give it to him.
1: We'll spend we'll spend a minute on this game because this was the line that just jumped out at me this week. I I fully expected the Vikings at eight and one, having just beaten the Bills. I fully expected them to be the favorite at home. They're at home this week. And, and yet the Cowboys are, are favored by a point here. And, and you just mentioned it. Even if you think that these teams are even, or even if you think the Cowboys are a shade better, which I'm not sure a whole lot of people would, but even if you think that, that's fine if you do, the Vikings are at home. And, and you just mentioned it. They're, they're taking the Vikings three points and handing it over to the Cowboys, basically. That's a weird line to me. I, I'm picking the Vikings straight up here to just win this game. You could have moved this line to four for the Cowboys and I would have taken it. You could have moved it to four for the Vikings and I would have taken it. I, I like the Vikings to win this game. I think they're the better team. I think they I think they have more momentum at the moment. They're at home. But it, it got me to wonder what's up with this line. The only thing I can think of is this. Uh, Christian Derisal, the, the left tackle who is playing out of his mind this year for the Vikings. They're, they're starting left tackle. He's in, con- he's in concussion protocol at the moment. So that's your best offensive lineman that the Vikings have. And you're going up against the Cowboys defense that does nothing better than get to the quarterback. They are the team in the NFL that's the best at that, led by Michael Parsons, but he's not the only guy who can do it. And my thought is it must be that Vegas thinks that Christian Derisaw is going to miss this game and, and that the Cowboys rush defense is going to get to Kirk Cousins and have him turn the ball over a couple of times and flip the script here. And that's certainly possible. But when I look at the Vikings, I see the team that can run the football a little bit. The Cowboys are not great at stopping the run. They're kind of middle of the pack, lower middle of the pack here. You look at the back half of that defense, it's holding its own. But the real strength of this team is they can press the clock on quarterbacks. And the, the defensive backs don't have to cover guys for a whole heck of a long time. So I like the Vikings to win here. I think they hold up here against this Cowboys defense. I don't trust you mentioned it. Who do you trust here? Kirk Cousins or Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott? Uh, Kellen Moore is even coming in under a little bit of fire for his, I don't know, seeming to be willing to not run the football when they're actually pretty good at running the football. And the whole NFL universe seems to know it. And yet the Cowboy coaching staff seems to be willing to just have Dak Prescott throw the football more. And it's leading to problems. It really is. So, Give me the Vikings here uh, to cover and to just win straight up. I I, I feel good about that. I think I'm going to bet uh, bet two credits on that. Two Imperial Star Wars <laughs> credits on that. All right.
0: We have our first Imperial credits bet here on the show. This is ground. <laughs> this is groundbreaking. This is history in the making. Right. But actually, I put
1: so, one on the Falcons to win as well. Oh, sorry, so, sorry, this sorry is I missed my first that. Two credit bet. Yeah.
0: <laughs> He's going so your all in, guys. On the
1: Cowboys and Vikings.
0: Um, I'm surprised you didn't mention this. Um. I think I alluded to it earlier in in the show. Um, The Vikings have played in more one score games than I think a lot of teams have, you know, like just historically Um, that me and they're winning those. So that's important because that, that tells me that they are very good at situational football, which is very important once you get to playoff time. I still, That doesn't make me trust Kirk Cousins anymore. That just doesn't. I don't know if that's coincidence or if that's a trend. You know, but as you said, the Cowboys are not very good at situational football either. You had many times against the Packers we saw last week where they could have capitalized on a few things. They could have run the ball a little bit more. On that fourth down call, that could have been a much better play call there, even on third down. You know, I don't like – I trust – the Vikings more, I don't trust Kirk Cousins, I <coughs> excuse me. I trust the Vikings more to play well situationally than I do the Cowboys, Um, but I wouldn't bet on this game at all, I would stay the heck away from it, I don't see any value anywhere unless you were just uber confident that either one of the other is going to win just straight up.
1: Yeah, and I'll add one more thing here on top of this, because we we were going to talk about this game for just a minute and we're going to scoot on. The the Vikings' offensive line looked decent heading into this year. They are playing fantastic. Even if you subtract out Christian Darisal, the the center, Bradbury, I think is his name, is playing playing like they thought he could when they drafted him two or three seasons ago out of NC State. Um, All across that offensive line, and and I don't know who to credit for this. I don't know if this is just – you know, everybody working together real hard, you know, <laughs> one for the Gipper kind of a thing, or if the, the offensive line coach there has really got them working together in a way that the previous previous regime couldn't. So I don't know who to credit for this, but their entire offensive line, even if you subtract out Darisal, who is playing by far the best, that entire offensive line is playing very well. And that's why, that's why I still feel pretty good about them being able to to handle this Cowboys pass rush in a way that a lot of the Cowboys – opponents this year have not the Cowboys have played against some of the more struggling offensive lines this year as as you look at their schedule not horrible but some of the more struggling offensive lines the Vikings offensive line is not struggling so I figure even if Darisal misses this game with concussion protocol they can roll the plays away from that left tackle side they can peel off a halfback or tie the end to that left tackle side even if they're trying to bring Parsons from the left tackle side and they can cover it because the rest of the offensive line is playing very well so far. Uh, and, again, that's a big if because the Cowboys are great at getting to the quarterback. But that's my feeling on this game, and, you know, a lot of that is still fueled by the fact that Minnesota's playing at home. So I feel good about it, but uh, I understand why some people don't.
0: I I don't know for sure what's going to happen in this game, but I do know I'm sure about something. that That was our friend Simon's favorite segment of the show because you spent, like, I think – five whole minutes talking about the offensive line. We're talking two offensive line gurus here, in Ben and uh, Sir Simon Short. Um, so, yeah, Simon, there you go. You, you got your money's worth there for offensive line talk. We love you,
1: Simon, absolutely. Uh, one of our most loyal listeners, as, as we listen to his as well. That's going to be a yes. perfect segue, actually. I'm going to jump into our next game here. Steelers, our beloved Simon Steelers at home. Against the Bengals. Last I checked, and this line moved a little bit. I think last I checked, it was four and a half. It may have moved to five. You can tell me the latest if you've got it. The Bengals are favored here. They still don't have Jamar Chase. Other than that, they have a lot of pieces in place here, since does, going against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, they don't look horrible. I'll put it that way. Uh, they had a big win last week against the Saints, 20 to 10, I think it was. So they don't look horrible. What's your feeling here on Bengals versus Steelers?
0: Simon, you're going to love this. I like the Steelers chances here and I don't really know why. I just think they have some momentum. I think that they I think they understand where they are in terms of like where they are as a team. like they know they're not contenders. they know they're most likely not going to make the playoffs. I don't even know it's probably still just statistically possible, but it's very unlikely. So they're playing with house money right now. They're they're looking towards the future. They're looking to develop their players. They're looking to see what they have, especially in Kenny Pickett. And the Bengals, all the pressures is on, pressure is on them. And this is a division game in the AFC North. Anything is possible, anything can happen. I feel like these AFC North divisional games this year have been especially tough. Um, sometimes the the underdog is the one uh, winning these games. We saw it with the. Uh, Early in the season, with the Browns and the Bengals, and also the Bengals and the Ravens, um, I like the Steelers here. Um, and I I just think that this is a good this is a good game for them. I think that Kenny Pickett is going to continue to progress. Jamar Chase being out, I think, is still very significant. Um, and I still have questions about you know, the Bengals offensive line and see if they can still get it together. I mean, they have, I think they've tightened up a little bit, but you know, we'll see if that can continue.
1: Everything you just said is true. And I'm going to pile on to what you just said. And then I'm going to pick the Bengals to cover. All right. Oh <laughs> gosh. <laughs> so much oh, so in fact that I'm going to put two uh, Imperial credits on this thing. All oh right? goodness. And again, this is, by the way, this is one reason, you know, if, if for those of you who like the bet for fun or for serious, either one, we, we just give you food for thought, right? right? But across the board, don't put a pile of money on any of these games. There's too no. much randomness in most NFL seasons, and there's twice as much in this NFL season. The randomness and the margin for error here is so thin. The randomness is so high. The unpredictability is so high. So this is exactly what we're talking about. But you just mentioned everything about you said about the Steelers is true, and I'm going to pile onto that. Cincinnati has lost all three, all three of their division games this year. (laughs) They lost to the Steelers in the first week of the season. They got boat raced uh, at Cleveland for some inexplicable reason a couple of weeks ago, and then they lost a tight one to the Ravens. Okay, so there's a lot of evidence here for the Steelers. You mentioned it with Kenny Pickett finding out what they got here, that the Steelers could win this thing at home. Here's why I'm going to go the other way and pick Cincinnati. Over the last uh, four weeks, their last four games, they've won three of those. The offense has picked it up. They're, they scored 42 on the Panthers, 35 on the Falcons, 30 on the Saints. Before that, you look at – I think they've won five of their last seven games. Uh, that's that's a, a good track record there. They barely lost at Baltimore. Uh, one play, and, that, and they could have won that game instead. They didn't. Um, so the offense continues to look good. Again, Again, not not against the greatest defenses, admittedly, but the offense continues to look good even without Jamar Chase. That one inexplicable loss to the Browns, I, I don't know what happened there to Cincinnati. I, I know what happened in the game, but I don't know why Cincinnati folded like that. Cincinnati, to me, looks like they're trending up overall even without Chase. And I know that's not the public appearance right now. It looks like they're trending downward, but you look, they destroyed the Panthers. And they had those wins against the Saints and the Falcons. So I'm going to pick Cincinnati to win here. I have a hard time thinking that Pittsburgh is going to beat them twice in the same year. Maybe they do, but I I don't think I'm going to pick that. So give me the Bengals to win and cover that four and a half. Even if it's five, I'll still take the Bengals to cover at five. Um, I'll put two credits there on that. But again, a lot of randomness here. So I understand why you're on the flip side of that.
0: This is a crazy NFL season, Ben. It wouldn't surprise me if the Steelers beat the Bengals twice. Also, right. just a little footnote. I'm smashing the over on this over-under. That's set at 41, and I'll just take the money line on the Steelers as well at plus 190.
1: Very good. All makes sense.
0: All right. Okay. Yep. Hit us ahead. up with the next one. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll, I'll take it then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got the Chiefs at the Chargers. Um. We want to talk about trends. We have the Chiefs trending up and the Chargers trending down. Um, the Chiefs are six and a half point favorites going into LA. Um, Ben, can the Chargers even begin to turn around here? I'm I'll be honest, I don't know the health the status of uh health status of any of the players on the Chargers that they've been missing. Um, maybe you can provide that, or if you don't know, that's fine. It's still early in the week. Um I'm just going to say right now, I don't even give the Chargers a chance in this game. I think the the Chiefs handle this pretty handedly. Um, I think it's like a two-score type of, of final score. Uh, I'll take the Chiefs here.
1: Yeah, you, you and I are on the opposite sides of like oh, almost my every game here, man. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the kind of year it is, and the audience understands that. That's the kind of year it is here. Um, the Chiefs have been the if not the most consistent team, one of the two most consistent teams this season. They're, they're healthy. Mahomes is playing out of his mind. They're a six-and-a-half-point favorite on the road against the Chargers who just cannot seem to get it together. They have injuries all over the place. And, and yet, we saw the Chargers play well for most of the game last week against San Francisco, in which they were a seven-point dog as well. The Chargers, it looks like, and again, the key here is, do they get those two receivers back? The Chargers should have beat Kansas City earlier in the year, had them beat. If not, I'm going to play the if game again, but it's just a fact. They were handling Kansas City earlier in the year. They they were winning that game, and then all of a sudden, a 100-yard a or 98-yard pick six flips it, and Kansas City pulls away with the victory of what was a fantastic game. But San Diego has been hanging in there. Sorry, not San Diego. Los Angeles Chargers have been hanging in there. And if those two wide receivers come back, the Chargers, are they're starting to get with their backs against the wall. They have nothing to lose here. There's no reason to play conservative anymore. And Brandon Staley is going to be guns wide open in this game. He's going to be going for all kinds of fourth downs, and two-point conversions, and all kinds of things here. I think there's going to be a lot of points in this game, especially if the Chargers receivers come back healthy, and it looks like they might be doing that. That is the key. So I wouldn't bet any money on this game unless you think that the, uh, those two Chargers receivers are going to be coming back healthy. So give me the Chargers at home to cover, not to win, but to cover that six and a half points here. Um, I'm not betting anything on this. No imperial credits here from from the Star Wars universe. But uh, I'm leaning toward the Chargers actually being able to keep this close here. We watched the Chiefs a couple of weeks ago against Tennessee struggle mightily. Uh, the, The Titans were able, and Titans didn't have a whole lot of success running the football that game either. Um, some success, but they weren't dominant in the run game. Titans were able to keep that close with, with Malik Willis playing quarterback. Um, the Chiefs are not a dominant team. They're just one of the most consistent teams so far this year. Uh, that Chiefs defense isn't great. It's it's decent. It's not great. So um, give the Chargers a chance here to at least hang around in this game.
0: One of the reasons, and this could be a little premature here, one of the biggest reasons i I'm, I'm taking the the chiefs to win by such a large margin is kadarius tony is electric i loved him coming out of florida and i think it was the 2020 draft i loved him coming out of there um and he is he was compared to tyreek hill when he was coming out and it's been a few weeks now since he's been with the chiefs traded from the uh from the chi- giants to the chiefs and they're starting to use utilize him more and if you know you're just going week by week progression this is going to be a, a week where they're going to put a lot of they're going to play him a lot and they're going to maybe open it up more for him and the dude is electric like i said i mean he, he's fast he has good hands he's good he's a good route runner he's a gadget guy um, you know even if he's 60 to 70% of what Tyreek Hill was that's a definite win for an offense that was already explosive, um, you're just giving Mahomes, you know, the rich get richer pretty much. You're just giving Mahomes another option, another deep threat. So I think he's going to have a star, uh, a star type game.
1: That's a fair point against the Chargers defense that also has not been overwhelming this year.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: All right, I think we have one game left, correct me if I'm wrong, but I know we have yes, the 49ers sir. and Cardinals still to go. It's it's in Arizona. 49ers are eight-point favorites. They were seven last week and almost covered but didn't. This week they're an eight-point favorite in Arizona. Get us started on this game.
0: Uh, maybe I'm just being too bullish on the teams I really like. I don't think the Cardinals have a chance in this game, even though it's a divisional game. The NFC West division games are always kind of wacky. You know, they always seem to end up in ways you don't really expect them to end up. I just, I think the Cardinals are a, a blowout loss away from a dumpster fire to where, you know, they might just completely blow things up fire Cliff Kingsbury. You know, this has been, for all intents and purposes, a disappointing season thus far for the Arizona Cardinals. Um, Kyler hasn't really looked, um all that impressive he hasn't really lived up to uh the contract he signed earlier and earlier this year. The 49ers are rolling right now, albeit not convincingly like as we've said the past couple weeks, but they just keep getting the job done. Um I think they run the snot out of the ball. Um I think they run it down their throats. Um and maybe they open up a little bit more for Jimmy G, you know, if they have a little bit of a lead, try to get him a little bit more comfortable with you know, Christian McCaffrey, maybe split out wide a little bit. Get Debo back in there a little bit. He's coming out, uh, off an injury. Um, I'll take the 49ers here. And again, I don't think it's close.
1: Well, let's end this as we have the entire show. Let's end it Heck off yeah, let's go. Tell me, <laughs> tell me about the
0: Cardinals, Ben. Tell me about
1: Let me tell you why the Cardinals are just going to go ahead and win the Super Bowl while I'm at it. Right? Oh, my
0: goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness.
1: <laughs> uh. So, every, once again, everything you said about the 49ers is true. And I actually think the 49ers are the better team here. And I actually think, like Vegas thinks, that the 49ers have a very good chance to go to the Super Bowl. And if they get there, there's no reason to say that they can't win it. I mean, there's nobody on the AFC side to be scared of, right? So, all of that is true. But but we're not talking about the Super Bowl. We're talking about this week in Arizona. I think the key here is, and I, I say the key. I'm not even sure I, w- I would do it differently anyway. Kyler Murray has a hamstring injury, kept him out last week. Uh, Colt McCoy comes in, plays decent enough, so they get the win. Pretty convincing win over the Rams, actually. If Kyler Murray is in, if you think Murray's going to play, if you're listening to us and you think Murray's going to play anyway, there's a very good chance he will. They thought he might last week. He just didn't. If you think he's going to play this week, then maybe you go ahead and just drop a little bit of money on this game while it's at negative eight, eight minus uh, minus eight for for the 49ers. I actually think even if Colt McCoy plays, that the Cardinals have a chance to to compete in this game. The 49ers just haven't blown people out a lot past few weeks. Um, They're winning, but they haven't been blowing a lot of people out here. Um, Cardinals are at home and the Cardinals won last week. They've been playing a little bit better, not a lot, a little bit better since, uh, since they got the Andre Hopkins back and Hopkins has been playing very well. He's, he's showing why he is one of the best wide receivers in football. So, Give me Arizona to not to win necessarily, although I think they can, but give me Arizona. And and you mentioned the running game of the 49ers. The Cardinals do not suck against the run, they actually hold up decent, a little bit better than the Chiefs, actually, against the run. Not a lot. They're kind of there's about 20 teams that are middle of the pack against the run that right now in the NFL, but the Cardinals are toward the top of that middle of the pack. So they can at least compete against the run game here that the 49ers are going to, to, to definitely roll out and just try try to wreck here um I I, give me the Cardinals here to at least cover uh, especially if Kyler Murray is playing but again Colt McCoy is not a bad backup he's not a guy that you hate to see rolling out there for a couple of weeks so I think they have a chance here maybe even to win straight up but definitely to cover so I'm going to put one imperial credit on this thing and uh, we'll wrap it up I think the last five games we disagreed on but that's okay man
0: it's it's okay, and hey, I was a Colt McCoy guy when he was here in Washington. Uh, I love the guy. I thought he was, you know, I thought he should have got more <laughs> chances than he got while during his time here. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I think that Colt McCoy doesn't really he doesn't move the needle for me. Um, he's played well in relief appearances with the Cardinals, but if you're gonna ask me, you know, Kyler or Colt McCoy, then obviously give me Kyler. So.
1: Absolutely, any any day of the week. I I, I would take a sixty percent Kyler Murray, yeah, <laughs> even over Colt McCoy. No question about it. But um, again, you know, like Fitzpatrick, like uh, like Heineke, um, not a guy you mind rolling out there for a couple of weeks if you've got to during the regular season.
0: Agreed. Agreed.
1: All right. Any more football talk before we get to to tonight's most important question, Robertson?
0: Uh, No, absolutely not. This is the most important question of of the evening. Um, I'm very excited for this question. I don't know what it is, but I can't wait to hear it.
1: Last week, we put Robertson on a desert island for an undetermined amount of time, but he's still there this week. Okay, And, And last week, he got his choice of, do I get a full buffet, all I can eat for three hours, but only once every four days. Or, or do I get an unlimited supply of sandwiches? You know, nothing fancy—PB and J, cold cuts, a little bit of ham. We'll give you a little bit of mustard, and mayonnaise, and, and Robertson selected sandwiches. And you know, I think we all, as guys, can understand that we got to eat. So yeah. no matter how good the food is, we got to eat. And uh, Robertson's got his yeah. Robertson's got his sandwiches now, unlimited supply. Eat all he wants. He's not going to go hungry. We thought we'd take it into the entertainment sector this week on the desert island. Okay, Ooh. so. Robertson, again, I I don't know you well enough to even know what you'll say here. I think I do, but we're going to find out here for your entertainment. This might not be the only entertainment you ever get on your desert island, but we're going to pick some out tonight. If you had to make a choice on your desert island to go along with all the sandwiches you can eat, you get to have all the books you can read. Unlimited supply of books for the rest of your time on this desert island. Or you get five movies, the same five movies. Somehow you're magically going to have a DVD player and a TV if you want the five movies. But it's going to be the same five movies for the rest of your time on this island. I'm curious to see, what do you pick? All the books you can read or five movies and only five for the rest of your, your time on this island?
0: Mm. That's a tough one.
1: All I don't right, I I'm really the good it.
0: Yeah, so I guess I'm trying to think of the five movies that I would want to have for the rest of my life on this de- desert island, because like you know, do do I do I pick all one genre? Do I do I mix it up? Do I do I go seasonal? Like it's Christmas time, you know? Do I pick a do I throw a Christmas? Do I throw Home Alone two in there? I mean, that's I mean, it, in terms of Christmas movies and rewatchability, Home Alone two. Better than the first one, sorry. Home Alone's better. Uh, you know, that's the best Christmas movie. One of my favorites, personally. Um, do I throw that in there? I mean, I'm a Marvel fan. I'm a Star Wars fan. Do I throw one of those in there? Which one do I throw in? There's like a million of each. Um, you know, do I go with the classic movie if I want to fall asleep? Because, you know, I do like a black and white movie, but I fall asleep during them. Um you know do i go sports movie i mean hey there's a lot of good sports do i go rocky you know what 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 five movies do i pick versus the unlimited amount of books so wait i i'm confused a little bit ben about this this desert island question because right right i get unlimited sandwiches yes the, yes you do so i'm thinking there's <laughs> like so in my mind i'm picturing this warehouse full of bread condiments <laughs> and, and meat and now next to this place is a library, <laughs> the size of an Amazon warehouse. Yeah. so, so I, <laughs> I, I essentially have two Amazon warehouses that I don't even need to be in the elements for because I just have these warehouses full of food and books.
1: Now, let's be clear. You don't have a shelter yet on this island, okay? So, oh, we haven't gotten there know, yet. Yeah, no, oh, I'm gosh. not giving you new warehouses. I'm sorry. That's That's unfortunately it's not going to be part of the deal here so you know your food will always be fresh your sandwiches will always be fresh that's that's yet to be determined here okay oh, so okay <laughs> but needless to say anytime you want a fresh sandwich you've got it presto and if you were to pick the dvds and the movies and the TV, that would also not be affected by a storm. You would always get to watch these five movies for the rest of your time. So I am curious to see, do you love to read that much, or do you love to watch TV that much? And and if you were to pick the movies, maybe what those movies might end up being.
0: I don't really enjoy reading all that much, like reading <laughs> books. It's not that, like, you know, during my school time, I, I enjoyed reading, but like as I got older, I was like, eh. Reading. I'd much rather watch TV, but if it's the same five movies over and over right. again, I just don't know if I could do it. Now, if you said 10, I might be more enticed to take the movies, but it's only five. That's, you know, even if I pick really long movies, that's that's like, you know, 10 to 12 hours, maybe. Whereas books, you know, one book could take me 10 to 12 hours, depending on how fast I want to read it and the size of the book. I do enjoy some realities I have in the past. I'd still might enjoy a book every now and then. um. And if not, if, if, if resources get scarce, I can always just burn it. If I don't like the book, you know, that's some fire fire there. So um, I'll take the books. Um, Maybe, Hey, maybe I want to toast one of my sandwiches. I don't have a toaster. I just light up one of those books and, uh, and you know, I got a, I can make myself a grilled cheese sandwich. That's what I can do. Yes. So, so
1: unfortunately, I, I got to be honest, I haven't given you fire yet either. So, you know, if if, if you're going to pick the books, <laughs> you can't burn the books. Yeah, you but, only ben, get to read with the books.
0: Ben, are there trees? <laughs> I'm not trying to go, like, survivor survivor <laughs> mode here, but are there trees on this desert island? Yeah, can you, I you rub have two sticks trees. together.
1: Yes, you do have a few trees so far. Um. So I can stick together you, and
0: make fire.
1: Well, I didn't say these trees had sticks. They may just be oh, big old, you know. <laughs> and I haven't yet given you any fruit off these trees either. So oh, gosh. You know, I I I admire your resourcefulness here, and that might come in handy on your desert island, but you know, we're not we're not giving everything away here. Not oh. this is free stuff, you know.
0: Well, I will you're lucky to have your perk. sandwiches
1: and your books.
0: Well, I will future-proof this then and still go with the books in hopes that I eventually get sticks or fire of some sort later so that I can have a grilled cheese sandwich, okay, or a toasted sandwich of some sort to give myself some variety here. That's what I'm going to do, Ben. I- I'm taking the books because they have more than, one, more than one use because it's unlimited amount of books. So I- I'm going books here.
1: All right, fair enough. So you've got unlimited sandwiches and unlimited books, and uh, you know that's not bad for a Desert Island. There's worse ben, ways to live.
0: For y'all that couldn't, if you all haven't seen what I look like, um, be glad that you haven't. Um, so on this deserted island, Ben has said there might be trees, there might not be trees. So I am, I am pasty white. Okay. I am going to be burned to a crisp. I might just die <laughs> from sun exposure. Like, like I'm, I'm one, uh, you know, one layer of sunscreen away from being an albino here. Like, it, it. Ben's trying to kill me on this. Does, he's not giving me trees, guys. I mean,
1: he's I, I trying to kill me. trees for a little bit of shade. Yeah, uh, I uh, mean, but, I'm never desert but no island has a few trees. But no sticks. Not not yet, not yet. We'll we'll see. Real quick though, your your I let's. It doesn't have to be your five favorite movies, but let's. We we already know Home Alone two. What else is up there competing with with some of your best movies?
0: Ooh. Well, like I said, if we're going like okay, so we'll go by genre. here. So holiday movies, Home Alone two. That's my favorite. That's always been my favorite since I was a little kid. I'll stick with it. It's still I still laugh every time. Um, let's go with let's go with sports movie. Uh, I'll go with Rocky. I don't know which Rocky movie I would go with. Although remember the Titans is up there for me as well. Um, yeah, I'll still go Rocky. I don't know which one I would pick. I think I like two better than one, maybe a little bit. So I'll go maybe Rocky two. I don't want to rewatch it all the time. Um, as far as classic movies go, um. Hmm, I gotta think about that one. It'd probably be a mystery of some sort, because I do like some uh, some you know murder mystery type uh type movies. Um maybe a Hitchcock movie, you know, maybe maybe I go in that direction. Um I do like some classical movies, so you know if you haven't heard of Alfred Hitchcock, go educate yourself. Um, let's see here. That's three. I, I'm a superhero fan. Uh I love Marvel, DC you know Star Wars I love all these movies I'm a nerd um so superhero movie I don't know that I'd go Marvel I might have to go Dark Knight like Dark Knight with Christian Bale Batman and and Heath Ledger Joker um yeah I'm going to go with that one I, I still like that one better than most Marvel movies um so that's 4 and I need a 5 let's go comedy and Hmm, there's so many good comedy movies. That's hard to choose. Um, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. There's so many good comedies. Um, Man, my mind is blanking right now. I said there's so many good comedy movies, I can't even think of one.
1: And you almost have to divide the comedy into several genres all yeah. by itself, right? I mean, to yeah. be honest.
0: Yeah, it, it would probably be... It would probably be something Will Ferrell... Or or like a Robin Williams (laughs) comedy. I like that kind of humor there, so it would probably be one of like the uh, movie with Robin Williams or Will Ferrell. So I can't choose which one. Honestly, my mind is totally blanking right now. I couldn't even give you a title if you asked me. Like if you put a going uh, going (laughs) hear that weird dialogue there. If you put a gun to my head, I wouldn't be able to name one right now. My mind is totally drawing a blank.
1: All right. Well, uh, we may or may not visit the desert island again, or that might be the last you ever see of me. And um, you know, we'll see. You oh next wow!
0: Week. So you're just leaving me on this desert island with sandwiches and books. I, I, I hey, there's worse ways to be on a
1: desert island, right? I mean, that's. I gave you a couple that, of trees. True.
0: You get oh yeah, you gave me a couple of trees. Uh, I feel so. I I should feel so grateful. <laughs>
1: yes, yes, you should. <laughs>
0: Well, hopefully you guys are still sticking around through all this chaos. Um, you know, we love it. We have fun with it. So hopefully you guys do too. And if you don't, well, you know, too bad, so sad. All right. Thank that's you everyone gonna... for listening. Yeah, that's going to do it for us this week. See you all next week.